0: studio 1 at the worldwide headquarters of ESPN and from Studio HD in Atlanta Georgia this is Fitz and Harry on ESPN radio the ESPN app and on Sirius XM Channel 80 Put my name up in the Lakers had an opportunity to start their post- all-star process with a statement and they did that they got a win. A big win over Golden State. The question is, does it change how we feel about the Lakers now that we've seen them come out with the energy? It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and your smart speakers, Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. We are presented... My progressive Insurance, and if you've listened to the show at all, you know it's Friday. That means it's going to be you know a little feel good Friday, a little love Friday, a little a little freaky Friday. Especially considering Harry Douglas is in Las Vegas getting ready for the XFL HD. Uh, it is early in the morning, and in my mind, you, you know, when you are NFL rich, you just came right off like the blackjack table, and you you picked up a Scrooge McDuck size like bag full of coins, and you just walked up to your room like your
1: full bender in Vegas, right? lies, lies, and more lies. <laughs> I will say I actually did wake up because of the time change. I'm still on East Coast time. I woke up at 3 a.m. Um, just did some work and Facetime my kids before they went to school. But I was excited to get in here in studio today. And shout out to my boy Q, who uh, set everything up and had me in the Las Vegas studio. Uh, very nice setting in here uh, uh, and, and all that. But I'm excited because Fridays are a day that's, you know, you get towards the weekend. And we like to have love Friday, so we like to play music when we come into segments or whatnot. So uh, I'm excited about that. I'm excited to be with you. And also I'm excited that we're going to start off today with basketball, the NBA, the Los Angeles Lakers, Fitz.
0: Well, and that it, right into it because the Lakers went out and did exactly what they needed to do. And it's funny because I'm going to talk out of both sides of my mouth now. Because yesterday I said, you know, this statement about these are the 23 most important regular season games of my career that LeBron made, you and I talked about it. Like that was not just a statement uh, for the world. That was LeBron talking to his teammates. And my my question was would the teammates respond? Well, they did respond, they get a win over Golden State. And then it raises the question of, okay, so what? Like I, I know that that's hypocritical of me because I said I want to see them respond and they did. But let's not twist this thing. They beat a Golden State team that was without some significant pieces. I, I know a wins a win, but let, let's also have context for that win. Like I'm not looking at this saying they beat Golden State in the best of Golden State. They beat you know a shell of Golden State. Congratulations. You don't get a you don't get a trophy for that. Like I, for me, it was a small tick. It was a like raise one eyebrow. And it's like okay. Well,
1: let's see what else you got. What was it for you? It was a step in the process. Okay. It was a step in the process because, like you mentioned, like Golden State was was without Steph Curry um, and other players, right? So, in saying that, the Lakers they were full strength. The Warriors weren't, but a win is a win. I don't care how you get it, as long as you get a victory and take a step in the right process. And just some of the things I thought. Watching the Lakers last night, the spacing is just so much different with the key additions. You talk about balance across the board. Malik Beasley uh, showed up and showed out last night, had 25 points, 7 for 11 from the three-point line. That's what LeBron needs. But the energy, the urgency, the positive vibes on the floor last night was tremendous. And I thought that was different for the Los Angeles Lakers.
0: I'll give you all of that, Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. But let me say it another way. This is going to be less popular, especially considering how much we all love the Lakers. The 13 seed beat the 10 seed last night. Or if you don't like that one, how about this? A team under 500 beat another team under 500 last night. Like, I know that this is me throwing shade all over the place, and I can feel that to my core. But for me, the judge of the Lakers isn't going to be one game against Golden State. Like, I know that we're going to look at this and say, okay, all eyes are going to be on the Lakers to do this again and again and again. All eyes on the Lakers aren't going to be on can they do it one night? Because we all know when you have... LeBron and AD, you can do anything for one night. Like, you can live like a king in Vegas for one night when you got LeBron and AD. The question is, can you live in Vegas long term when you have LeBron and AD? And that's tougher to do. Like, it's tougher to sustain that level of success.
1: Yeah, but I think what made last night. You know, so eye-opening for so many different people is that you had before the game, uh, Darvin Ham saying what they needed to do and uh, and things and setting goals basically. You had LeBron James saying that this is the most 23 important games of his career moving forward, uh, regular season-wise. So that's why I thought you had you know a microscope on this Los Angeles Lakers basketball team, and they went out there and handled their business. I thought they played better on the defensive end, but you talk about guys like Hachimura who came off the bench and scored 14 points. Um, you talk about Dennis Schroeder had 13 and six assists. Mo Bamba, ten points, 13 rebounds. And Austin Reeves. What about Austin Reeves last night? 17 points, six for six, 100 from uh, uh, on field goal. So I think collectively, collectively as a team, they went up, went out there and showed up. It's not their fault that Steph Curry and Andrew Wiggins isn't playing. That's 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 not for them to determine. They just got to go out there and beat whoever is on the floor with them at the time. Now it's going to be a time coming up soon where they're going to get a chance to get Andrew Wiggins and Steph Curry, but. That wasn't last night. They got a win when they needed one.
0: Yeah, uh, you're right about that. That is, it, there's like a fine line. I don't want to be Grumpy Gus. I don't want to be the Grinch that stole Christmas from the Lakers here. Like, I don't want to be Debbie Downer. Uh, how many other ways can I say this? Uh, but what I do want to do is provide at least context. Now, Anthony Davis, uh, obviously superstar for the Lakers, was asked at the press conference if there's a different feeling with the Lakers since the trade deadline.
1: Is there a different feeling on this team since the trade deadline? I the say. Yes. I think we just uh we know where we are. you know we don't have time to be upset or fight ourselves within. you know, we got to be able to go out and and win basketball games. So that's all we want to do is go out and have fun.
0: He didn't really answer if there's a different feeling, but he did echo the sentiment of urgency and and that has to be part of what. You look for You mentioned some of the guys, some of the role players that have been acquired that came in and played really well. It's not lost on me that that, that's asking a lot in the middle of the NBA season for guys to get rhythm together, for guys to really get understanding for each other on the floor. Uh, You've talked a lot about the spacing and and why the spacing is particularly important for the Lakers and why it helps their two big men. I don't think it's natural for that to come together in one, one game. So the more we see of it, the more it's okay to tip our cap to that, obviously.
1: Yeah, it is, but I am worried about their point guard and D'Angelo Russell, a guy that they acquired from the Minnesota Timberwolves, who I'm very fond of because he adds another playmaking guard on the floor, along with LeBron James and Dennis Schroder when he's out there, but another guy that can make plays and set other people up so LeBron doesn't have to do so much of the work, but also he can knock down shots. He can knock down contestant shots. He can knock down wide open shots. He hurt his ankle last night, and I don't know, you know the diagnosis of it and how long he's going to be out or if he's going to. Be out. But if he say, let's just hypothetically say he's out for a week or two, I think that's gonna hurt the Lakers, especially when you're going against a team in the Memphis Grizzlies who has John Morant, uh even though they aren't playing up to their capabilities right now, that's when you would miss a guy like D'Angelo Russell.
0: Well, and you mentioned that what was crazy about D'Angelo Russell, it was such a weird play. Like he injures his ankle inbounding the ball. Like it wasn't what we're used to seeing, right? And it just sort of immediately falls to the ground. Now, obviously. D'Angelo Russell like it's easy to sit there and say well it's D'Angelo Russell when you got Le- when, when you got uh, LeBron and you got AD it, who cares about anything else well we can't have that both ways we can't sit here and say this looks like the best iteration of this Lakers lineup that we've seen in a minute and then say that it's not significant when somebody like Russell isn't out there I think he's a huge portion of what the Lakers are trying to accomplish between now and And the end of the regular season, not only the end of the regular season, but even into the playoffs. And that brings us, by the way, tune into NBA action tomorrow night. The Sixers host the Celtics, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 8 p.m. Eastern on select ESPN radio stations. We'll have plenty to say about the Sixers throughout the course of the show, but... Through all this Lakers conversation and what we saw last night, we want to hear from you guys, Lakers fans and Lakers haters. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, 729 The question is a simple one with a complicated answer. Is it too late? for the Lakers to make an impact in the Western Conference. You've seen one game uh, post-All-Star break, so the question is, you feeling like now they can actually make a run? Is it too late for the Lakers to make that run? 888-SAY-ESPN-888-729-3776. We'll take your thoughts, plus we'll give you ours next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM, Channel 80.
1: It's 23 of the most important games of my career for a regular season. I can't dismiss the possibility that the Los Angeles Lakers could make some noise. The Lakers have a chance. You're always going to give them a chance because they have LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. Important games of my career for a regular season. Lakers might have to go something like 17 and 6 in order to make up that gap. It's a major challenge ahead. The way the West has looked, I can't dismiss the possibility that the Los Angeles Lakers could make some noise. And I think as these pieces are better pieces than what they had before, I still see this team being, you know, an eight seed who goes out or has an exit in the first round. You're always going to give them a chance because they have LeBron James and Anthony Davis.
0: It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app series, XM Channel 80. And your smart speakers, just say, hey,
1: play ESPN Radio.
0: He's Harry Douglas. I'm Jason Fitz. Mm. That is jazz flute. I was going to ask, was that a flute? Oh, Yeah. Got a little love of, some a little to be, so. Friday. We're using Friday afternoons here to get you ready for Friday night. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, presented by Progressive Insurance. Are we ready to give the Lakers some love? That's a real question here. 888-SAY-ESPN-888-729-3776. The question is simple. The answer is difficult. Is it too late for the Lakers to make an impact in the Western Conference? They get a big win last night against Golden State. Does that change how we feel about who the Lakers are and what they'll be moving forward? You can tune in to NBA Action Sunday. The Bucks host the Suns, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 12.30 p.m. Eastern on select ESPN radio stations. Harry, before we go to our first caller, uh, what do you think? Too late for the Lakers to make a run and make an impact in the Western Conference?
1: I don't think it's too late for them to make the playoffs, to make a championship run. I don't think that's happening. I, I just don't. Now, they have an opportunity to, you know, in their first-round game, if it's not a play-in situation, but they also, if they are in the play-in, they have a chance to win that game and also win their first series, depending on who they're matched up with. But beyond the first – uh the second round, I would say, no. I don't I don't think that's happening.
0: I think that's the, the interesting part of impact. Do I think they can make the playoffs? Yeah. Do I think they can win a play-in game? Sure. Do I think they'll actually win a series against a good team? Nope. So, you know, for me, one game doesn't change any of that. Uh, it's going to take a body of work. And I think this is what, you know, the NBA, Major League Baseball, the NHL, they all sort of share this for me. I say all the time in the NFL – I believe that the smartest way to judge the NFL, and we're not allowed to do this because we have takes every single week. I understand that's part of the world we live in. But the smartest way to judge the NFL, in my mind, is in three-game blocks. So if I've seen something for three games, now it's a, now it's something consistently I can look at and say, this is, defi- this is defining for me. For the NBA, for Major League Baseball, for the NHL, where they play so many games, I look at things and say, show it to me for a week and a half, two weeks. Like, if I see something for two weeks, man, now I know exactly where I stand. If I see something for one night, Mm, anybody anybody can be the love doctor for one night.
1: Well, And I think that's important because on Sunday they play the Dallas Mavericks and we know Kyrie Irving is over there. We know Luka Doncic is over there. Then after that game on Tuesday they have the Memphis Grizzlies with Ja Morant. And we all see how those guys play defense. They're one of the better defensive teams in, in the NBA. So I, let me see those two games and then also against Oklahoma City Thunder and Shea, uh, Gilchrist uh, Alexander who's having a phenomenal year. Let me see the Lakers after those three games and then let me determine how I feel about them.
0: Yeah, like if you if if you start to feel like the girl you're dating is crazy, uh, you don't change your mind on that on one date. It takes two, three, four, five days before you're like, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe she's not crazy, right? Like, So I'm not going to change my opinion of the Lakers based on one game. Let's go to Motch. We all know Motch. Motch is one of the superstars, one of the best. Match in Alaska. Thanks for calling the show. Triple Eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Motch, is it too late for the Lakers?
1: Hey, guys. Best part of
0: my day is talking to you guys. Um, and I want to say that, say a shout-out to Melissa. She needs to call the show. She's one of your best listeners. Um, no, it's not too late for the Lakers. The Celtics were 26-26 and 26 last year, made a run all the way to the finals, were buzzed down by a Golden State team. It was just better than them. I hope it's not too late for the Lakers, because I'd like to see the Celtics sweep them in the finals. Oh, Moch throwing a little Celtics-Lakers. Ooh. Look, by the way, Moch, the NBA would love to see that. The NBA would love nothing more than LeBron and AD taking on the Celtics. Like, if they could sit down in their lab right now and make the world's best final, there's no way they wouldn't take Celtics-Lakers coming in with LeBron and AD taking on Brown and Tatum. I mean, that, that would be a magical—but uh, that's a good comparison, though, Harry. I mean, yeah. uh, obviously the Celtics were
1: struggling last year at one point. But I would say the only difference is, and I know uh, you know Jalen Brown's been banged up a little bit this season, but you know you can count on those two guys being there. Also, I think they're so they're so deep as a team uh, when it comes to the offensive end and also the defensive end. I don't think the Lakers are like the Celtics. They're definitely not built like the Celtics. And then there were so many questions, you know, last year with AD and his health, and also LeBron too. I don't think we worry about that necessarily so much when it comes to playoff time with the Boston Celtics because they show that consistency. And also they've showed when they don't have their top dogs, when they don't have Tatum and Jalen Brown, that they can still go out there and beat quality teams, top five teams in the National Basketball Association.
0: And the question is, is it too late for the Lakers to make an impact in the West? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888 729 Let's go to Dan in Texas. Dan, what's you got? Thanks for calling the show. How you doing, guys? Thank you for taking my call. Um, so, my opinion is biased. I am a Lakers fan at heart because I'm originally from LA. I honestly don't think it's too late for them. I actually have a bet, uh, a friendly bet, of fifty dollars, saying that if they go to the playoffs, they take it all the way. And the reason is because the last two games that I saw, the one before the All Star Weekend and the one after, they look like they're meshing really quickly together. And then hearing LeBron saying that this is—he knows like his time's coming, where he's not going to have it anymore. I think their playoff mentality, attack of plan, changes when it comes to load management and everything. So I think they hit the playoffs, they're going all the way. Ooh! Now, thanks for the call on that, uh, Dan. Look, this is going to be the the beacon of light, right? Everybody's going to say this constantly. AD, if AD and LeBron can get healthy going all the way I, i'm gonna defer what for a second bring devin in on this conversation because devin a couple of things that you should know about devin one he's an nba head but two uh like myself he's a degenerate gambler at times whoa, uh whoa. At, I mean, times. at times like i don't know if you can <laughs> at times be a degenerate but let me ask you this would you put a futures bet like on the lakers to win the championship right now knowing that the payout's pretty uh gonna be pretty beefy maybe like five bucks okay I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not gonna put 50 bucks on it that's for sure yeah but yeah i mean i don't think i don't think The odds of them winning the championship has got to be, I don't even know what they are right now, but that can't be good. I mean, Harry, when you think about it, that's part of like, what's interesting here is if I'm saying they can get in the playoffs, Mm -hmm. part of what I'm going to presume is that they're healthy at the right time. If they're healthy at the right time, if they get in the playoffs, why not go on a run? I think Phoenix is the the biggest why not. Like when I say why not go on a run, my answer is Phoenix.
1: Yeah, it's Phoenix. I also think it's, You know Memphis and the way they play defense, but I also look at the Memphis Grizzlies as as a team that they can lose to the Los Angeles Lakers. You know if 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 the Lakers are full strength. Here's the thing though, guys, Anthony Davis and this Lakers team, they have to be healthy. We don't know if they're going to be healthy consistently. They can start out healthy in the playoffs, but can they stay healthy consistently throughout the playoffs? That's going to be the question, you know, if they make it to that point. Okay, this team is healthy right now, but can they stay that way? Because if you have one of those guys drop off, if you have a D'Angelo Russell, if you have a LeBron James, if you have a uh, Anthony Davis, if any of those guys go down, now we're back to square one having the same conversations that we've had over and over again the last few years.
0: So our incredible staff has pulled this for us. There are five Western Conference teams ahead of the Lakers. The Lakers right now are plus. Three thousand to win the championship. I might. T-
1: Ooh, I'm out here in Vegas right now too. I mean,
0: but uh, ahead of them, the the Grizzlies plus seventeen hundred, uh, the Nuggets plus seven hundred. A little surprised that that number is as low as as it is considering. The fact that the Nuggets never seem to find the way to do that. Uh, the the Bucks surprise. I might. Uh, you know what? I've been winning some money on the XFL. Like uh, won again last night. Thank you, AJ McCarron. Been winning some money on the XFL. I might have to. Uh, I might have to dabble here on the Bucks at plus four seventy five. Like when you start talking about the odds to win. Uh, the the championship and you look at some of these numbers the Celtics right now have the best odds at plus three twenty five the Suns plus four fifty the Bucks plus four seventy five so what does all this mean this means that uh, through each of these the, the more you the, the the more the higher the the reward you get for each of these dollar amounts right so to make it simple but the Warriors are plus fourteen hundred so. You know that the I'm surprised the Warriors have that much better odds than the Lakers right now, considering the Warriors aren't healthy either. Plus 1,400 versus plus 3,000.
1: Well, I think for the Warriors, when you look at them, you look at their past success, and they just recently, they're the, the, the defending national, uh, excuse me, NBA champions. Yeah, right. I, so and, and right now they don't have Andrew Wiggins, they don't have Steph Curry. We know at any given time that this team can get hot, and they know how to do it. They have that DNA. It's not necessarily you have the DNA with the Los Angeles Lakers. But we know the Golden State Warriors definitely have it because when you look at LeBron and you look at you know a few times uh, who derailed him, it was the Golden State Warriors. Now granted, I know Kevin Durant was on that was on that team uh, or whatnot, but still. The Warriors are the Warriors, and they always will be, as long as Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and Draymond Green is there.
0: Yeah, well, oh, A thousand percent. By the way, uh, Pat tweeted me and said, don't do that again. Must be about the whispering at the top. I thought I was bringing a little bit of sensual love onto this uh, feel-good Friday, uh, freaky Friday, <laughs> on this love Friday, whatever we want to call it. And Melissa has also tweeted us, uh, one of our best listeners, saying, wondering if she can suggest songs for you all to play. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Devin, what's your what's your Twitter handle, Devin? At Devin Kane. Pretty simple. D-E-V-I-N-K-A-N-E. Yeah, you can get us. You can also put Devin in there. Uh, Melissa, anytime you make a suggestion, it's going to come in. Uh, you're one of our best listeners. All right, we'll keep breaking down whether or not uh, the Lakers still have a fighting chance in this, but there's some big football news that came out today, and it's a little sneaky. Way before Russell Wilson tried to get Broncos country to ride, he tried to send a Hall of Fame coach on a one-way ride out of town. I'll tell you about it next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. There's different shades of the truth sometimes, right? Like, no, yeah. honey, I was just going there to get wings. Like, there's different shades of the truth. Maybe you <laughs> were eating wings, but that might not have been the whole reason but, you were there. Well, who was that
1: late? Who was that lady <laughs> besides you eating wings as well? Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. This is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. You just presume that all middle-aged white
0: guys are walking around with some, like, 80s gel and some, like, weird mousse? Do you use spritz? No, I don't spritz. I don't spritz. You're the one that was Epsom salting your feet in a tub last night. Yes. And you're talking to me about
1: spritzing? Yes. I buy cleaning you stuff. Supplies. Supplies. There we go. Supplies. As soon as I land in every city, I disinfect the restroom the bathtub and everything so you know i have a nice size tub because you know i had a sweet room i put some epsom salt in there some um alcohol and peroxide as well mixed it all in together and also little bubbles and had my little candles lit in there i had a nice little bromance with myself
0: Music's going to play a little longer today because it's Love Friday. I'm Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. I appreciate the honesty from our listeners. As Pat has now reminded me, as he was pointing out, I shouldn't whisper. Evan, we got what do we got? Dancing, we got Evan. Evan, you want to I show love off this your moves? Song. This song, man, at my wedding, it got really inappropriate oh. for about four minutes at my wedding when oh. this song came on from the DJ. If you're watching us in the app, I mean, Evan is you're a superstar. You want to show off some of the moves? You want to show the world? You want to show, Definitely show, show, not.
1: You want to show anybody the punny? Want to show the punny? He he already you know I already deemed him as Mr. Ceiling Fan himself. I mean, that, Evan jumping off the ceiling fan, man. Like I'm just gonna peek <laughs> behind the curtain.
0: Here I'm in our more prep, red in, than usual right now in our in our prep call when we were talking about you know because let's be real the conversation was going to go off the rails right away when we start talking about it's you know Love Friday for the music and all of a sudden out of nowhere you know we're having this conversation about different 90s R and B maybe that might make make it in some different moments like Fifty Shades of Grey sort of soundtracks we're all talking about and all of a sudden Evan Evan's like can we play Pony can we play like, Pony and then he said. It got so wild at my wedding when we played Pony. That's all I can think about now is like Evan's
1: wedding. Look, he said it was. I me say exactly like it. It was the most uncomfortable four minutes at my wedding. Everyone was freaking on the dance floor.
0: Why do I suddenly sound like Fitz? Uh, well. <laughs> like Harry, why does your impression of
1: me sound like Fitz normally
0: sounds doing a promo wow. read? Like wow. you want to hear it here? Wow. Let's let's put a like promo hear for it, Fitz here to go. do on the screen, like and it'll it sound exactly like what. Harry just said. Here oh, yeah. you go Fitz. Fitz and Harry's presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career path with flexibility and great pay and benefits, go to progressive.com careers and apply online today. <laughs> Bundle today at progressive.com. I gotta give like you have a little more gravel in your voice than I do. Like, you know, I got the high pitch, but Evan's got the high pitch right, with But it. but Harry, when he did that, didn't have gravel, he sounded just
1: high pitchy in you. Well I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Evan. I apologize. Okay. Uh,
0: Harry, would you like to tell us what Devin sounds like? I think we're gonna notice a theme. Go ahead. Imitate Devin.
1: Oh come on, Fitz! What are we doing here?
0: See uh, again, all white people sound the same to Harry Douglas. That's what we've hey, learned. Fitz, how does Harrison? I'm not <laughs> like a golden god, like a golden, golden god. Uh, all right, so now that we've made everybody uncomfortable with the thought of Evan. Uh, just just grinding on the dance floor at his wedding. Uh, You're welcome, America. Uh, If you think that's uncomfortable, now we're getting details. And this is always weird. Like, the weirdest thing, if you've got, you know, friends that have split up or whatever, is that later on you start to get the details you didn't know you needed, and then it makes you uncomfortable, right? Like, that's what's happening right now with the Seahawks and Russ, because we now get the reports that Russell Russell Wilson went to ownership with the Seahawks, and uh, he asked – for Pete Carroll, the head coach, and John Schneider, the GM, to be fired before he left Seattle. So he went to ownership and said, you know what? It's time to make a change. Now, it is important to note that almost immediately he went to Twitter and said, nope, uh, you know, Pete Carroll was like a father figure to me and John Schneider drafted me in the NFL. I have nothing but love for the Seahawks. So, you know, he's covered his ass on this. But, like, Harry, just first and foremost, he was trying to get them fired to bring in one dun-dun-dun. Sean Payton, who is now his head coach. So it makes you wonder if the two of them have been talking about this opportunity to work together for a
1: very long time. Well, it's not by surprise that Sean Payton is is just all of a sudden the head coach uh, for the Denver Broncos after we're hearing this. Well, before we actually heard this news, but it all makes sense now. Right. It makes sense that these two guys, uh, they, they, they had to have had a conversation about this. There's no way that it just happens like this. Like, it's a once-in-a-blue-moon and once-in-a-lifetime type thing to happen, and I don't think that one time is, is right now in this case. I really don't. But as far as Russell Wilson trying to get Pete Carroll and John Snyder fired, I think that's crazy in itself because you look at John Snyder and what he was able to do. He did, Didn't he draft Russell Wilson mm-hmm. in, in, what, the third round, I believe?
0: Was it third or fourth? I'll have to look it back up. But, yeah, he, he drafted Russell. More of the
1: story, he third, believed yep. in Russell Wilson. More of the story. He believed in Russell Wilson, and John Snyder put a team together in which you had late-round draft picks. You had college free agents, right? You had guys that was assembled on this football team, along with Pete Carroll being the head coach, that played a significant role in this because one of the things I admire Pete Carroll about is that he allows guys to be themselves, And when you allow guys to be themselves, it's going to transfer over to the football field. And it showed. You look at all the different personalities. You look at Marshawn Lynch. You look at Richard Sherman. You look at uh, Bennett that was on the defensive line, Michael Bennett. All these guys had different personalities. But it was able to work in Seattle because Pete Carroll allowed these guys to be themselves. John Snyder assembled this football team. And gave Russell Wilson the opportunity to live out his dreams and be the quarterback uh, and, and at, frankly, be a Super Bowl winning quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks.
0: Well, at some point, there, there, so there are different layers to this. Number one, like when everything's going right and you're going to Super Bowls, then it's easy for a quarterback to be like, you know what, I, I, everything's fine. It's fine. The minute you're not going to Super Bowls, and some people are saying things about you, which obviously matters to Russ. Now all of a sudden you're looking around. Well, the problem isn't me. The problem's got to be the coaches. Problem's probably be the G- GM, right? Like Ooh. that's part Except of this.
1: Except we have proof in the pudding,
0: right? So like. What we now know if these reports are true, which again he denies, but what we now know is that he felt like he was not part of the problem. We also, you and I now have the context of seeing a year in Denver where you can be like, not sorry, you are part of the problem. But this also speaks to the way you handle things. Like it speaks to the fact that like you're in the middle of this this process where you feel like you're getting blamed for the fact that your team's no longer a Super Bowl contender. You feel like it's the team's fault. So you go to the owner and try and get everybody else fired? Like that is a Different type of approach than some people would have in that situation. And and I'm not sure that Russ has earned the let me say this carefully. Russ is not Aaron Rodgers, even if you look at their career landscape, right? Like, so there's a difference between Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady going in and saying, I don't want to work with that guy anymore. Okay. Like I don't love that, but it happens. Russ ain't on that plane.
1: And can I say this though, Fitz? Even if Russ did say that, and which I think he probably did and That's what he wanted. He wanted, you know, different leadership in there. I don't want to see no tweet from Russell Wilson today saying that, oh, I didn't say this, and Pete Carroll is a father figure to me. Man, I'm I'm sick of seeing that side of Russ, okay? And I understand that Russ is an unbelievable man, right? But sometimes people don't want to see you do great. Well, I won't say do great, but just be too good at times, I, I want to see the bad side sometimes of Russ. I I do want to see him just say, just sit back and and not tweet about this. And hey, it is what it is. I'm with the Denver Broncos now.
0: The people that know him know him, and he should have nothing to prove to any of those people. The people that That's are talking what about what it was like in the previous organization, what's it matter? You're not there anymore. So the question is, will it work for Denver for these two Super Bowl champions? We'll answer that question next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio in the ESPN app.
1: Fitz and Harry, the podcast. It's Fitz and
0: Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Jason Fitz, and we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Hmm. It's Love Fridays here. If only you could see Harry. Harry's in Vegas right now, which seems to fit perfectly with Love Friday. But that means you guys can't see him because he's in studio out uh, to ESPN in Las Vegas. And uh, there's no camera there. So what you can't see are the sweet, sweet moves. Because I'm pretty sure that uh, Harry's in the mood. Like, it just absolutely. Are there candles? In- are you allowed to bring candles into that studio, H.D.? Well, I probably could, but I wouldn't be
1: able to tell anyone. Because you're here. Harry- well, you but could ask again, Q. You like know, our Jared buddy Q. Q they, 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 they've been coming in and out. Uh, they probably would see him and tell me to blow him out. Just like I got in trouble for, you know, the first take in KJM studio. I had candles lit in there. I got a. Nice little email from the bosses.
0: Yeah, but did, did you tell them who you were? Did you just look at them and be like, ah, oh, Mary Douglas? Uh, also no, you, no, you know, I don't do that. I don't you, like to use that. Well, card. I mean, but you could. You're in Vegas, by the way, because you're going to be on the sidelines for the XFL game tomorrow that everybody should check out. The uh, Vegas Vipers making their home debut at Cashman Field out in Vegas, which I think is really cool for the team to integrate into the local community a little bit. You know, like I know, Allegiant gets a lot of love. From the street, uh, from the strip, I should say, but Cashby gives them the opportunity in a stadium that I think seats about ten thousand uh, to put themselves in, you know, an area where the locals can actually gravitate to it. So hopefully, uh, a great crowd for the home opener for the Vegas Vipers, who have some names that uh, you may know before, uh, names that you've seen in the NFL playing on that team. So should be a great opportunity. What time's your game on Saturday? I should have it in front of me, but I don't. Uh, it's
1: four PM um, PT time. 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Okay, great.
0: You do not want to miss that. Uh, And XFL Today will come back at you... Uh, Sunday, 6 o'clock, uh, across all the digital apps. You can watch us there. Uh, you're always watching everything that Russell Wilson does, and it's cu- it's curious, let's say it that way, because the reports are out now that Russell Wilson went to the Seahawks and asked ownership to fire John Schneider, the GM, and Pete Carroll, the head coach, so that they could hire Sean Payton. Well, now, you know, all of a sudden we come together a couple of years later, and they are together. And I think it's really interesting, something you said as we were going to break a minute ago is thinking about approval and how much it matters. Now, not everybody's the same on what they're looking for. Not everybody's the same in their ability to handle criticism, all of these things. But it does feel strange to me to have somebody that right now is sort of in the, you know, he's in the storm trying to figure out how to figure out his career with the Broncos Learning what's going to be expected of him from Sean Payton, and he's out here worried about a report about you know what happened with Seattle. Now, in fairness, if this were the regular season, he'd be asked about it tomorrow. But he can choose just to ignore this for the next several months. I am with you, Harry. I'm surprised that he feels like this is something he needed to respond to.
1: Yeah, I just sent out the tweet that said uh, I would have loved for Russia to just you know not tweet about the situation and go on going on about his business because there's so much. You know, for him to still prove and so much for him to do still in Denver, you, you you moved on from Seattle. Just move forward, look forward, and handle your business out there. You got a new offense, you got a new head coaching with the Denver Broncos. Just move forward, man. Why, why, don't worry about what you know a million people are saying. Worry about what you have to do on the football field, in which I think is the most important thing for Russell Wilson right now because he played so poorly last season you talk about this offense 15 yards throwing the football plus 15 yards downfield was I would say non-existent or it wasn't good for Russell Wilson now you also have to look at the offensive line the offensive line wasn't the greatest but part of that is Russell Wilson's fault as well because he likes to hold the football The wide receivers and the chemistry between those guys out there I've never in my life seen so many guys have the bad body language that they had last year for the Denver Broncos from an offensive standpoint, and then it started to leak to the defensive side of the ball because of the lack of play at the quarterback position in Russell Wilson. So all these things you have to work on, you don't have time to be worried about what people are saying about you tried to get Pete Carroll and, and, and John Snyder fired with the Seattle Seahawks. Focus on the Denver Broncos and moving forward and being that guy that your teammates can count on in the organization week in and week out.
0: Think about what you just said, Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. And for anyone that doesn't know, Harry, you played in the league 10 years. So you're saying that in 10 years in the league and all the years that you played growing up and all the years that you've covered the league since, you've never seen body language like what we saw in Denver. And That's not me saying it. Like I, I said that last year to some degree, but I, I'm, I'm a fan sitting in front of a microphone that's only speaking to what... You played the damn game. And when yeah. you're sitting here saying, look... I've never seen body language like that. That tells you how how broken things are in your own house. And if they're broken in your own house, you can't be worried about what's happening in the house you left. Like, you, at some point, you got to worry about the business you need to take care of absolutely right now, today. And that's not what Russ is worrying about. And, by the way, I think, you know, every word matters in any statement. So when he says in his statement on Twitter, I never asked anybody to be fired. Well, two things can be true. You can sit down with ownership at a lunch and say, Man, wouldn't it be great if we had Sean Payton instead without coming out and blatantly asking to be fired? Like, there are so many in betweens here that you're parsing out words, you know, that at some point, the other side of this is have we heard any? And maybe we have, and I'm not aware. I'll say that. I haven't heard anything from Pete Carroll. Like, I don't hear Pete Carroll talking about a report about his former quarterback. And uh, when he does, I'm sure he won't really say anything. Like, I, I don't hear John Schneider coming out talking about this, like, if you're Russ, you're worried about this with everything else going on, now it just speaks to the extra level of pressure that comes. Because if you wanted, if you were so busy trying to get people removed that you wanted to work with Sean Payton, it sure as hell better work, and it better work from the outset. Like, you're not going to get the grace of time that comes in trying to figure out this off. People want it right now from Russ.
1: Well, especially, and team chemistry plays a major role in that. I've never seen a wide receiver during a football game take off his helmet. And start slamming it on the ground because their quarterback missed him on the throw. I haven't seen often a defensive player coming out the sideline and the guy that's supposed to be your leader of your football team, leading the troops, get in the face of, a, of, of the franchise quarterback. I, I I don't think I've ever seen that. And
0: that speaks to broken relationships that need focus. Like if you broke your relationship with Pete Carroll – and you broke your relationship with John Schneider, the GM coach of the Seahawks, if you broke those, you can fix them later in life. You don't need to go back and fix that right now. If you've broken the relationships of the guys that you're on the field with, you got to fix that today. Because Mm -hmm. right now, moreover than winning our trust and even Sean Payton's trust within the building... Russ is going to have to re-win the trust of every other person on that roster that saw him at his worst as a player and, according to some reports, as a selfish athlete last year. If you saw all of that combined, man, Russ doesn't need to be worrying about what anybody with the Seahawks organization thinks. He needs to be worrying today, right now, about what everybody inside the building in Denver thinks actually thinks. All right, we'll keep breaking it down, but coming up, one NBA star was comparing himself to a Hall of Famer. Fair or foul? We'll break it down next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. Fitz and Harry, the podcast.